What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Get Over Yourself podcast, a podcast dedicated to self-development, self-improvement, and helping you achieve the goals that you've laid forth in your life. I'm your host, Brandon Davis, and in today's episode, we're going to be discussing the importance of persistence and why it's important to live for the now. And I'm also super excited to announce that for the first time ever on the Get Over Yourself podcast, we have a guest speaker, and his name is Jacob Brooksby. Jake, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Oh, yeah. Thanks, Brendan. I'm super excited to be here. Glad to be with you. Um, yeah, I wish I could tell you all these sweet things about myself, but I'm Jacob Brooksby. I'm also a first-year student at BYU. Um, and, yeah, I'm studying pre-med, so... I'll tell you how that goes here after the first semester. It's been a tough one. Yeah, man. I'm sure pre-med requires a lot of persistence, so hopefully we can dive into that a little bit in the episode. Oh, yeah, and it's just one semester, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Yeah, it's pretty cool. Me and Jake, we did missionary work down in Brazil together, and ever since then we actually ended up going to the same college. We do a lot of the same classes together. We're in Portuguese classes, and it's been a pretty good ride. One of the coolest things about our relationship also is that we keep each other accountable for the things that we're trying to get better in. We study together, we work out together, and we help each other improve and become better versions of ourselves. So hopefully anything we say in today's episode can help you or someone you may know. And if that's the case, feel free to leave a like on this episode. Feel free to share it with somebody or any way you can help out the podcast. We'd appreciate it. So with all that being said, let's jump into today's episode. So Jake, the definition of persistence is this. It's a firm continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Hmm. So what are some of your personal definitions of persistence? I think what comes to my mind first when I think of persistence is, you know that like one Greek, whatever old mythology story about the guy that pushes the boulder up the hill like an infinite number of times? Yeah. That's what I think of. I think it's not to desist from doing a task that, well, for him, that wasn't possible. But for us, normal, most of the time it is possible to not desist from doing something that's worth it, right? Something that can be hard and things that usually um, result in greater things than what we put the work in for. It's so true. I mean, day in and day out, there's things we can be persistent with, whether it's your schooling, your work, your family life, your faith. Um, your goals, investing, learning, relationships. There's all sorts of areas we need to be persistent in. And it's hard. I mean, the definition itself says that being persistent, it's when you're fighting back opposition and difficulties. So persistence isn't used in cases where things are mild, where things are going easy. It's required when you're going through difficult situations. Yeah. And so what are some areas you've seen persistence in your own life that you maybe share with us today? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the main thing that I've seen persistence in is especially, let's just take, for example, schoolwork, right? Like things that you don't understand at first. I think the times that I've seen the most growth in my life is when I've taken something that at first was maybe the most challenging to me and I've stayed at it, right? Like some things I was not as naturally gifted at. Um, For me, for example, it was, it was football. I loved football, but I think naturally I was like not the most gifted at it. I was like a little awkward. And so for me, it took like way more time perfecting certain things when I saw other kids that I felt like have been doing it since they since they were like four you know absolutely 
And that doesn't mean that you stop doing it. I mean, that just means you had to put in more work than some people were naturally gifted. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I think that's what makes somebody, you know, that, that's what builds character is like doing something and getting good at it, even when maybe you weren't given those talents at the beginning. Oh, for sure. A lot of persistence requires that you had your natural abilities and you have to keep increasing them. Obviously, you can't control how much you weigh all the time. You can't control your size, right? These are some things that we're just born with. But what persistence includes is that you keep pushing so you can become better. You can drive to become a better football player or student or whatever aspect you're trying to improve in in your life. Exactly, exactly. So there's a reason I brought Jake on this episode specifically. And like I mentioned in the intro, me and him actually did missionary work down in Brazil with each other. And that required a lot of persistence. Every single day we were meeting new people. Um, It was a whole different culture. Us being from the United States, that was completely different. But one of the craziest things that Jake and I had to experience was learning the language of Portuguese. Yeah, for sure. And for starters, I think a lot of people, when they hear the word missionary work, they think that like we went down to Brazil and built houses or homeless shelters for a few weeks. But we were gone for two years. And what we were doing every day is just having to share what we believe in, right? And so in order to do that, we needed to be able to speak Portuguese. That's what they speak there. But we we got there. We actually learned the language or had to learn the language um, in Sao Paulo, the city, for six weeks. Um, Every day we wake up. Most of the day was spent learning um, Portuguese and practicing those phrases that we need to know. And at first, honestly, it felt really dumb, right? Like we were learning how to, you know, introduce ourselves in in an elementary school type type fashion. <laughs> simple words, simple phrases, and we still couldn't do it. Yeah, and I just don't even remember processing or understanding half of those words we were saying until about the third weekend. And I just thought, how on earth are we going to operate as normal human beings if we cannot speak to our teachers who are helping us learn Portuguese? Yeah, guys, to try and put it bluntly, imagine if you've ever taken a class in school where you tried to learn Spanish or French or heck, Portuguese, Mandarin, whatever it is, it's tough. You guys understand how tough it is. It's sometimes easy to remember simple words or phrases or whatnot, but when you're trying to learn it so you can communicate with a nation, that's different. I mean, we're going to have to live off of this. After those six weeks of our training course, we were put out and we were living in the streets of Brazil. I mean, we were talking with everybody. We were buying our groceries. Everything was in Portuguese. There was no more English. And so there's a big threat that if we didn't learn this, there was a, what were we going to do? Absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah, nothing. Like, and everything was crucial, right? Like, everybody was paying attention to the way that we spoke because it was so strange, the way that we were saying words. So when you would say, you know, the word massage is very close to the word message. So I remember one of my first experiences, I said, do you want to hear a message? And I said, do you want to hear, do you want to have a massage? I think I accidentally said something along those lines. Do you want a massage? And I remember the person saying yes and just laying down, expecting a massage for me. And I was so confused. You know, things were so close together and the slightest error made things hard, right? Absolutely. There's there's tons of stories like that where we switched words and it just didn't turn out exactly what we meant to. But the moral of the story is, despite how tough it was, we were able to persist. We had the persistence to keep learning and try and keep improving our language skills. And at first, those six weeks, we thought we'd all come out of it fluent. We thought we had God on our side. We thought we were going to be these little perfect speaking Portuguese kids. And that was not the case at all. I mean, we still struggled. We started embracing ourselves more in the culture and started talking to more people. Half the time they couldn't understand us. Half the time, like Jake said, we were switching words and phrases around. But where we started seeing growth is when we started putting in more persistence. 
I recognized very early on that it was all dependent upon me and how much work I put in. If I was willing to put in the work, I believed that God would give me the words that I needed to say. And I 100% learned that that was true. I needed the persistence to keep learning the language, keep practicing it, fail a couple times, right? It's not like I was going to get a perfect, I wasn't going to say everything perfectly to these people every time. It required failure, it required growth, and it required me to keep moving forward. Oh, yeah. And I think that's something spoken in our world so much today is everybody tells you to get out of your comfort zone, right? But we're so comfortable doing the same things. Um, But that's the only time that growth is seen the most is when we're able to step outside of what we normally know and try to achieve something that we've never tried before. That pushes you. That makes you adapt. That helps you see a lot of who you really are, actually. Yeah, it really does. And... To be able to see who you really are and to have this persistence that you want to grow in your life and apply to all areas and aspects of your life, what's the game plan behind that? It's easy to say that you want persistence or you're persistent in a certain area, but how do you grow your persistence? Because there's always room for improvement, right? Yeah. So one way I like to think of it is imagine you have a set of goals, right? Imagine that you want to start this new job to make lots of money. You want to start this job, make lots of money. But what's, what's the purpose behind that? If you don't have a vision behind it, you're not going to be persistent enough to keep pushing forward when the times get tough. And guaranteed, as life always works out, times will get tough. Oh, yeah. So imagine you're trying to make all that money, but you don't have the vision behind it. You're just saying, I want to make X amount of dollars. But why? Why do you want to make X amount of dollars? Is it so you can invest it? Is it so you can put it back into your family? Is it so you can go on lots of cool vacations? What is your motivation to become persistent? If you don't have a motivation, if you don't have a vision behind it, then nothing's going to get accomplished. You're going to fail out on your goals and you're going to fall short of everything you've been trying to do. Yeah. And most importantly, if you don't have a goal or like at least a mark that you're aiming for, then everything that you're doing doesn't have that end result or there's no, there's no gratification at the end that's long term because you're living in such a tunnel vision type perspective. You're just seeing the day to day and, you know, the weekend to weekend. And I think if you live life like that, it's kind of dangerous, right? You could come to a point where you look back and you see all this has happened and you didn't have that big goal. Maybe you weren't able to achieve things you wanted to because you never sat down and said, what am I doing this for? Absolutely. And it's important. Of course, you want to live for now. You want to feel the happiness of now and plan things for now so you can find joy in your life. But you have to have those visions going forward. You can't live every single moment just in the moment. You have to plan. You have to prepare. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another beautiful connection I can make is how me and Jake, we go to the gym every morning. And it's definitely something we don't always want to do. We yeah. study late into the night. And so when we wake up early to go to the gym, it's something we want to sleep in for. We don't always want to work out. But what drives us to keep getting up every morning and to keep going to the gym is that persistence. We don't have the direct tunnel vision of just saying, okay, one work, is it one workout? Is it really going to make that much of a difference? Of course not. One workout will not make a huge difference in the grand scheme of things. But when we start reasoning with ourselves and start skipping out on one or two or three little workouts, overall, that big picture, that big vision of persistence, it's going to slowly start diminishing. Imagine if you've ever tried working out before, you're really sore after you hit a good workout and you just stop after that. Are you going to see the results you want in your life? Are you going to do one 10 minute ab workout and expect a six pack? No. Of course not. You have to keep working for it. You have to keep being persistent. I mean, that's the reason like you get up to do it, right? I think for us, the main thing is to get us out of bed, get your day going because like we don't do sports or any of that anymore. So I think it's kind of to keep us sane in a way, or at least for me it is. 
Um, but it sure does get you that start that you need, right? Because if you know, okay, I'm getting up so I can get started, my day will get going earlier, then the rest of your day follows suit because you've already got done, you know, two or three things that you wouldn't, that maybe you would have been sleeping in for. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And overall, you just got to be persistent. It doesn't necessarily have to be with working out. It could be with whatever you're trying to improve in in your life. If you're trying to be more persistent and how you go about your family issues, maybe that means you're being more persistent and spending more time with your kids. Or if you're trying to work harder, be more persistent in your work. Maybe you're showing up to work 30 minutes earlier and you're helping your boss out with certain things he asks of you. Yeah, definitely. Like this was a simple example, right? Like I'm sure everybody or most everybody tries to work out. We just took that as like a really simple thing that could be applied to most anything else is what Brandon said, that time that we use. So Jake actually has been looking up some statistics about this very topic, and he's been doing research for quite some time now. So Jake, do you want to kind of describe some of the things you found? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I don't have a PhD or anything on this stuff, you know, but it is something that I thought was really interesting with what we're talking about today. Um, It's done, it was a survey, and it's a survey that's been being conducted for a while. It's called the General Social Survey. You can look it up. Um, They've been holding it from 1972 until now. It's ran by the National Opinion Research Center. And what they do, basically, they interview Americans in certain locations based on a lot of different topics is what they usually ask. One of the topics that's been studied and has been taken polls on for years since the actual survey began has been the question of, are you happy right now? And there are three answers that people could give. There was a not so happy, there was a very happy, and then there was a sort of happy or kind of a halfway option. There were just three that people could respond with. And what's been really interesting is that America since 1972 has actually gotten more satisfied with their life overall, but happiness lately has been decreasing. But then it goes on to state in another survey, it said around 80% of Americans nowadays are satisfied with their financial status or they're satisfied financially with where they're at, their family, themselves, their life. And that is actually higher than average. Average was around 70, 72 of Americans that are normally satisfied with their financial status. So, I mean, it does kind of teach you a few things, right? Like one of them is that money definitely does not buy happiness. Um, you can see that we can be satisfied with where we are in life, but that, that's a whole other meaning than fulfilled, right? If you're fulfilled with what and how you're living, the type of life that you have, that is completely unrelated for the most part to your financial status. And a lot of people associate that, right? They think that, oh, once I get money, once I do these things, I will be happy. Don't you think? Absolutely. I think that's a huge misconception we have in today's society is that money equals happiness. And of course, there's things that money can help you out with. Don't get us wrong. It's good to have money. It's good to have great jobs and keep working harder. So yeah, overall, Jake, how does this relate back to perseverance? Yeah, yeah. To kind of bring this full circle. Um, The main point is that nowadays, especially, it seems that people want to be comfortable. That's the whole point, right? Is that we get to a financial status, we get to a certain, a certain point, and we say, okay, I'm good. You know, this is where I can be happy. This is my operation space of being happy and fulfilling what I think is my purpose of life. But that, that's not the case. A lot of the time we settle for something just because it's comfortable. And that's something that, that, should, that we should adhere from. Because the whole purpose that we're here is to be able to grow, is to be able to do what we want to do. The rest of those things will follow. But I think that people nowadays are very content 
with something that maybe they never wanted to do, right? They put themselves in a situation and then they say that they're content. And I don't think that's how life's meant to be, Brandon. I don't know about you. No, definitely not. We need to keep working outside of our comfort zone. The only areas we're going to improve in is when we push ourselves outside of our comfort zone. Whether you just got a promotion, whether you have been working in the same area of work for the past 20 years, keep pushing forward, keep being persistent, and keep finding ways that you can grow yourself. If you become stagnant, that's a lot of times where depression comes in. That's a lot of times where you feel like your life has no meaning anymore. You have to keep doing different things to keep life interesting. You have to be persistent. You have to grow. Yeah, I've always heard that anything in life that's worth it is hard, right? Or anything in life that is notable, anything that is worthy of any type of accolade has work associated with it. That pushes you. It just naturally does. Exactly. All these things connect back to perseverance and persevering through whatever you're trying to accomplish. When you think of the word perseverance, who comes to your mind? What type of person? Who are they? Good question. Um, I definitely have to say my dad on this one. My dad, he's a very hard worker. He taught me from day one that you always have to put work before pleasure. You always have to get the things done before you can enjoy the gratification that comes through those things. Work hard, play hard, baby. Work hard, play hard. Exactly. Um, But no, he's been a great inspiration for me growing up because his amount of effort that he puts into his work, his family, his um, duties he has for our local church, whatever it is, he always goes all in with that. And um, I think that's a great deal of persistence that he shows because he's proving to me as a son that it pays off. I mean, we have a beautiful family. I'm very satisfied with my life. I feel happy. I feel loved. And that should be everyone's goal. Every family should hopefully get to that point someday. And if you don't have that, that should be your goal. You should create that for your family right now or your future family. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I also think of my dad naturally, right? He's a guy, I don't know if I said this, I'm from Oregon. I live in a really small town in Oregon called Oakland, Oregon. You can look it up. And my dad is a great leader. He is the most humble guy I know. He definitely does not live um, or like in a way that he wants to be noticed. He lives in a way that he fulfills what he knows is right and what is good. And he does his role better than anyone I've ever seen. So I think that's somebody that perseveres. He does it even if he doesn't want to. Yeah, and I bet you guys could come up with examples in your own life of people who persevere. There's always going to be great examples. And so use that. Use those examples to keep pushing you forward. Use them to apply perseverance into your own life. Learn from them and grow on them. And guys, like we said earlier, it's good. You want to have a vision for the future. You want to be prepared. You want to think of what's coming next. But don't take that... Don't take that as the viewpoint of every second of your life. There's certain moments where it's good to be living in the now, where you have to be persistent for what's going on at the exact moment. It's not always bad to focus solely on the moment. So Jake, can you tell us a little bit about why it's important to be present in the moment and how you can show perseverance in that exact moment? Okay, so I think anybody living in the moment, um, I can think of many examples when if you're not living in the moment, people kind of see that, right? Like people see, oh, this guy's pretty tuned out. I do that a lot. Um, If you know me at all, it's something that I do is I'll tune out or my mind is in 20 other places. And if that happens to you, a lot of the time you're not enjoying or taking any part in the life that's right in front of you right there. Um, If you're going to persevere in doing anything, like any big obstacle, you have to start by doing the small things first. You have to begin, right? I think it's so easy for us to put something aside and just block it out and say, I'm going to do this huge event sometime. 
Absolutely, Jake. That's one of the biggest cop-outs there are. It's, oh, I'm going to get that done tomorrow. Oh, I'll do that later. And I think everyone's guilty of it. There's there's not a point or person I've ever met that's never done that once in their life. For sure. But what's important is we need to start changing our mindset that, no, there is no later. I'm getting this done now. Mm-hmm. Or at least you schedule it out for a time you're going to be able to get it done. But it's so easy just to, like, block it all off and throw it, you know, at the back of the schedule and say, I'm going to do it Saturday night. It is Sunday easy. Night. So what are some ways you think we can grow our persistence, our perseverance, and be able to actually accomplish those things? I think, but the main thing is to put it on a calendar, right? Put it in front of you. Some type of goal, write it down, and write the little things that you're going to do each day to accomplish what you need to get done for the week. For sure. Spread it out. Spread it out, for sure. You can't be doing every important thing at the exact same moment. you got to spread it out. Yeah. But that looks different for everyone. I know people who are calendar people. They love writing things out. They love seeing their week all planned out. I know people who are to-do list kind of people. They like getting things done at this time of the day, and I'm going to do this, this, and this. I know other people who just simply have a mind for it. They know what they got to get done, and they somehow do it without writing it down. Uh, Me personally, I kind of take a a little taste of every bit of this. I also like writing down my goals and putting them up on my wall so I could see them. I could check them off when I do them. So whatever way is best for you that can help you still be persistent and not put things off to the side, do it. Figure it out. Use some of the examples we said or figure out your own. You need to start doing it now though so you can become more persistent. Yeah, like remember your goal too. We talked about that at the beginning. Remember why you're doing something. That'll help you be motivated to do it in the first place. Exactly. So whether you're doing this in the moment, you're trying to be there in the present, you're trying to be persistent right then and there, or you're planning it out for the future, you have your vision set, either way, it's good to analyze your situation and start working towards it. You can't be persistent unless you start the journey. Yeah, what's that Chinese proverb? It's like every journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly how we all need to start today. In order to become more persistent, we need to take that single step. So focus on it in your own life. Where is your single step going to start today? Is it going to be with your family? Is it going to be with your work, your schooling? Figure out what it is and start becoming a little bit more persistent in that exact area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not going to be a zero to 100 thing, right? Yeah, but you got to just take those baby steps. Mm -hmm. Overall, guys, that's what we have planned for you today. We're grateful you were able to listen and hopefully anything we talked about in today's episode will be able to help you become more perseverant. Yeah, hopefully you found something, right? I mean, I know that for me, just even talking about it helps me see what's going on, what I can do better. Exactly. So plan it into your daily lives. Figure out what area you're going to improve in and become more persistent with. If anything in this episode touched you, feel free to like it or share it with a friend. It helps this podcast become more available to anyone who wants to listen to self-development tips or anything about the category. And once again, I'd like to thank my good friend Jake here for hopping on today's episode. Um, Jake, it was a pleasure to have you. Hopefully we'll get you back here on the podcast soon. Woo, that sounds good. Awesome. Well, everybody, we hope you have a great day. And just remember, it'll all be okay. Just take a step back and be more persistent.